Binge Mode with Mallory Rubin and Jason Concepcion is here to take you on a deep dive of all of your favorite franchises. Check out the recently wrapped Marvel season or check out older seasons on Thrones, Harry Potter, and more. Check out Binge Mode Marvel on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And for all Binge Mode seasons, head on over to Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Listeners, welcome. This is Sound Only. I'm Justin Charity. And I'm Micah Peters. We're your Sound Only co-hosts here to record our deepest, darkest thoughts about video game movies. Video game movies this time, not not characters. But we are sticking with the video game topic. We're really into video games right now. And I have personally been watching a lot of video game movies. Um... I mean, really, just today, honestly. <laughs> but yeah, um, video game movies. We have a lot of thoughts about them. This is because last last episode, we were talking about the nature of video game characters and the different kinds of video game characters. And we briefly touched on the new trailer for the new Mortal Kombat movie that's coming out. And, you know, that got us talking in the episode about the original Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I just, I don't know. I spent the week. Oh, after actually tape- it wasn't the original Com- Mortal Kombat movie. That was a second Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Oh yeah. Annihilation. You're right. Movie. It's right. It, which, which it came I, out a year after the first yeah, one. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, like yeah, this right. housekeeping, you know? Yes. Mortal Kombat Annihilation MK2. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I spent a lot of time after that episode thinking about, video game movies um, and actually how video game movies and people's persistent frustrations with them do and don't relate to, you know, the limitations of video game characters that we were talking about last week in our previous episode. So yeah, I thought we should just like talk about it. We should talk it out. We should talk Mm -hmm. it out. Um, Just focusing on Mortal Kombat for a second. I will say this at the onset. Right. Mm-hmm. If you take video games and you sort of slice them into genres, you have role playing games, you have fighting games, adventure games. <sighs> you have lots of different types, you know, platformers, lots of different types of games. Mm-hmm. I do think that fighting games are are probably the most conducive to cool adaptations to movies. Right. Like, I like the idea of, I I feel like the simplest thing you can do, the thing we can sort of use as our training wheels, theoretically, for video game movie adaptations, is in fact what happened in the 90s, which is the first Street Fighter movie and the the first two Mortal Kombat movies. Why? Because all you got to do is get a dope costume department and teach some people some martial arts. And get them together for some bullshit tournament <laughs> in Thailand or whatever. That's all your premise has to be. 
It's not that You don't hard. even have to, like, the characters don't even have to start that far away from the tournament. They could yeah. already be in, no character you know, development. Rowan Per or wherever <laughs> yeah. the fuck, you yeah. know? It's, it's, they could, they could already be there on vacation, you know? You're, you're, you're off-duty cop who's, who's, who's just exhausted of the city life after working an extremely difficult and emotionally rending case is, you know, tossing back some drinks with umbrellas in them. And he gets a flyer, you know, from uh, some guy that's working in the barn, you know, wearing something that's probably a little racist and uh, in- indicative of the job that he does yeah. for um, the, the, you know, whoever the person that is that's running the tournament. You know exactly how these things are set up. You've seen hundreds of movies like them. Right. You don't have to overthink dead or alive beach volleyball. You really don't. Now, you might be thinking, listeners, why are we setting the bar in the basement? Right? Like, why are we why are we coming in with such salty expectation settings for video game movies? Mikey, can we talk a bit about like what do, what do you, what's the general perception around video game movie adaptations? Okay. So the general perception around video game movie adaptations is that they suck, you know. By and large, uh, you know, there's always sort of, I guess when these movies are released, uh, like the critical reaction, the reaction to the breaks down around like familiar lines where you have, you have diehard fans of like uh said video game franchise claiming that this adaptation is somehow a disservice to the video game that they've been playing for however many years. And there are some that are just kind of like, this is great. I would like more of it. And that is all trounced out by most of like the critical reception, which is that how did this actually get made? And it seems like everyone involved, like didn't really want to make it. Right. And didn't know the source material that well. I think for a long time, maybe, maybe in recent years, it's a bit different, but I definitely remember you know, when I was a kid, that the general perception whenever you saw a video game movie adaptation was that the director, low-key, probably hadn't even played the game. You know what I mean? And I think I think Resident Evil in particular... Um, or any game. Yeah, you know? it's just like, it's just you, you could, you watch those movies and you're just like, oh, this, this director took away something completely different than what actually playing this game is like and what the sort of main selling points of the game are as a game, right? So you just feel like you're watching something that's totally been lost in translation by the time you get into a movie theater watching the adaptation of, you know, Mortal Kombat or whatever, or or even something like Resident Evil. We can get into specific examples later. But one thing, you know, apart from the fact that last week on the Ring.com with our video game character bracket and just on our own podcast episode, we were talking about the nature of good video game characters. What does it mean to be a good video game character? Another thing you and I, Mike, think about a lot is comic mm-hmm. book movies. And to me, to me, the interesting parallel here, right, is that comic book movies, I, f- I feel like there isn't really any inherent reason why video game movies should be any more or less full of potential or whatever than comic book movies. Right. And like, I feel like definitely they're, you know, before the golden age of comic book movie adaptations, I feel like there are a lot of sort of silly (laughs) comic book movies, right? Like movies that we just don't talk about anymore because they don't fit in the Marvel DC aesthetics. Right, like it, they don't like the 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 cinematic universes that we are all now seismographs for. <laughs> like these, yeah. the, those movies don't really fit into that. Right, so we just kind of pretend they don't exist. Anything that got made before the first Spider Man, before the first Raimi Spider Man movie, forget it. It never happened. Maybe <laughs> maybe an X Men movie or two happened. Maybe we will acknowledge an X Men movie every now and again if it comes up on a Sunday on one of the network channels. Otherwise, the Christopher Reeve Superman, I never, I don't know who that is. Who is that? I don't know. The Blade movies? Blade, mm, like Blade is a Marvel character. Like yeah. it's like, like Spawn, 
you know yeah. that never happened yeah that stuff just doesn't fit it doesn't fit with the com with the current aesthetic but like the reason i bring up comic book movies right is because that's a thing where comic book movies for for a long time were goofy until a hollywood one day decided no nah, we going we going to do this for real we're going to make iron man we're going to make spider man we're going to make these big expensive reasonably competent movies Meanwhile, in contrast, it feels like video game movies are the like never reached that moment. They've never gotten there. You know what? It's okay. So, what was it that I was watching? Which movie was it that I was watching recently? Maybe, maybe it was the Hitman movie. But like, uh, the final confrontation, like in the last fifteen minutes of the movie, involving like the Russian military, yeah, and the shit that they're wearing <laughs> is. Some of the goofiest looking, like, and also um, any of like the the like the PMCs throughout the movie, like their um, Kevlar just looks like very like it looks empty and purchased at Goodwill all the time. Yeah. Like, the, like <laughs> video game video game movies, like, and then like compare that versus like the tag team and like Winter Soldier, which also, to be honest feels a little bit like a video game movie if you if you rewatch it yeah um like they look kitted up and like at least like they have they have marvel money you know they have marvel cinematic universe money i'm glad you said all that because to me it it brings us to what i think will be the core question of this episode which is is that necessarily good or bad Right. Because what you're talking, you basically, in your Micah Peters way, you basically, you're calling video game movie adaptations busted. <laughs> Saying that they look broke and busted. And like they gas tank on E. Right. And to me, I mean, you know, and in, in, in so few words, yes, they are the thing that looks like the Bentley until the Bentley pulls up. <laughs> until the Bentley pulls up. And I think that. There's a charm to that, right? Like, I think we're going to go, you know, in a bit, we're going to talk through some titles. We're going to talk through, like, a couple decades in video game movies. But I just, as a basic proposition, would suggest that, like, I kind of like the fact that video game movies are bad. <laughs> um, I, I kind of <laughs> no, think that you know, But I feel you, though. I know exactly what you mean. Well, because it's it's, if you... One of the things we talked about in our previous episode, we were talking about sort of once you get to the mid-2000s and beyond, right? Um, and especially in the past decade, you get video games like The Last of Us, right? And the way I sort of ragged on that game, and even ragged on Horizon Zero Dawn, we talked about that, is that you start getting Oscar bait video games, right? You start getting, you know, in, a, in an environment where, where Hollywood seems persistently incompetent at adapting video games. Instead, what starts to happen is video games start to try to be more like movies, like serious, dramatic movies, right? Um, or rather, more video games aspire toward that, right? They try to, they aspire toward this sort of dramatic storytelling, plotty-ass plots, character-ass characters, Ellie and Joel. And I... <laughs> There's something about that to me that feels like uh, a really debasing compromise, right? Because video games to me are about agency. They're about things. All the best shit about video games is stuff that is about decision making, right? And it's about, I don't know, it's about thinking on your feet. It's about you, the player, being the agent. And to me, the more video games try to impersonate another medium that that has totally different sort of principles of what it means to be a consumer of that medium the more it just feels kind of phony to me um so even something like the last of us even even games like that end up reinforcing to me this idea that there is a fundamental miscommunication between like people who know what a movie is and people who know what a video game is um that said before we get, again, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk through the 90s, 2000s, 2010s. I think a lot about this video I watched maybe like a year or so ago. It's by this YouTube creator named DX. Um, and it's funny. It's like 
If you go on YouTube, you'll find plenty of people bitching about video game movie adaptations. DX made this video that I thought was really smart. And he's he's in large part responding to other critiques. And what he's saying is like, look, look at comic book movies, right? Look at The Dark Knight. Who directed The Dark Knight? Chris Nolan, right? Mm-hmm. We're at a point now where it's like a lot of your favorite directors get to direct comic book movies. Coincidentally, you know, comic book movies decent people like them they're popular Mm -hmm. they are a lot of the times they are competent i'm I'm not going to compliment them any more than this because you know how i feel but but they are like i mean that's i i think i saw steam coming out of your ears you're visibly sweating now after the 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 generous compliment that you paid to, to comic book movies but continue right they're expensive and they're competent for the most part, right? The sort of modern comic book movies. And DX in his video, his video is called Why Video Game Movies Suck. He said he's, he's isolating the fact that a lot of people who watch video game movies are constantly mad. They're always like, why is Hollywood, like, is there something about video games that is just not, you know, adaptable to film? And DX is like, look, man, just look at the credits. Chris Nolan gets to direct The Dark Knight. Coincidentally, it's a good movie. Go look at the directors of video game movies. You haven't heard of none of these people and they are bad directors. <laughs> the reason video game movies suck is because, look, the directors aren't good. <laughs> it's not that deep. It's the best. You know what I mean? It's like this cathartic video where he's just like, it's not that deep. It's if you because starving, the directors are bad. somebody throw you a cracker. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, it's it's very sound logic. I can't argue with that. If you, it, it, it's, it's, you know, um, wow. That's, that's, like, I really can't name they really are directors that you, I mean, you, they're no named. It's, it feels like so like mean to say no name directors, <laughs> but that's what they are. But I mean, that's what's happening, right? Yeah, that's, that's what's exactly happening. what's happening. Um, and it's, you're not going to get like, if, if people are looking for video games that have a dark night moment. Like you would need a director who is comparable to Christopher Nolan, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or even like Sam Raimi or something, you know what I mean? I think that's the basic principle. But that said, where I sort of diverge in DX's interpretation of this is that I I don't mind the fact that video game movies are for the most part jank. Because I already don't love the sort of comic book half of the, the where you know the competent, expensive stuff. That happens with comic book movies. I don't love it. However, well, if, well, yeah, because then it becomes like it becomes homework. Like yeah. there's, it's not like a. That is the good thing about. That's the good thing about video games movies is that like they always feel self-contained. Like they have a thing to do. They come, they do them, and they leave. In a, yes, and you know, honestly, an economical way. Because they have to be. That's it. So, like, that's the that's the other side of like you know the tack vest looking janky is that because of that, then you get even weirder shootouts. <laughs> yes, yes. The thing that we were texting about earlier was that, like, I I mean, I guess I feel similarly to you, or could word it differently. That I just think people's expectations of video game movies are generally too high. You're yeah. looking for because there's always like something in there that is, you know, worth returning to. Yeah. Uh, at the wee hours of the morning or randomly in the middle of the afternoon on a Saturday before you have to finish making dinner, but like, you know, after post lunch haze. <laughs> um, and I'd like, for instance, I had like, I did like, I watched the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Yeah. Because, I just have so much time on my hands and I'm so dead inside, but the Jim Carrey performance is like, is, is insane and unhinged in a really like enjoyable way. Like there's this sequence where he does like a dance routine and then his, uh, his, 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 his first, his right hand man is like subordinate is like, you know, sub, uh, you know, number two, person that brings him coffee and you know tells him he's brilliant like brings him a latte he's just like ah no sneak up on me like that it's just like i'm sorry i thought you might want your it was like a really complicated coffee order he's just like of course of course i want my latte i love the way you make them 
And I scream laughed about it for like a very long, for an inordinate amount of time, you know? Um, but I mean, like, it's stupid. I can't tell you like what the ultimate message of the Sonic the Hedgehog movie was. I think it was about family. But like earlier in the movie, there was a brief thing that was really relatable about alienation <laughs> and loneliness, which is like, you know, more than you can say for The Last of Us, more than you can say for The wow. Last of Us is not something that I can actually, you know, I, I'm i going to take that back and not ad lib you on that because I still haven't played that game. But you get what I'm saying. Like, it's just you want too much from these things. <laughs> And it, and it makes it difficult to appreciate them. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, because I think people look at it in terms of, oh, how can we raise the bar? How can we raise the, the, the debased quality for video game movie adaptations? And my answer to that is no. We need to go lower. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Michael, on this podcast, we name names. We're not gonna. We, we, we're gonna talk about the specific titles that I think are front of mind when talking about video game movie adaptations. We're gonna work through the decades. We're gonna start with what is, to my mind, the golden age video game movies, the nineteen nineties. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Once um, again, we are defining the golden age by the age during which you were actually paying attention. Well, um, and I, no, but I in this case, because I said we need to go lower. We need to start in which in the decade in which um, the the video game movies produced were unambiguously the worst. <laughs> we also need oh. to issue a clarification here, which is that when people talk, including us, when people talk about video game movie adaptations, we're talking about live action, talking about animated video game movie adaptations, whole different thing. We are not going to be talking about you know, the six anime movies about Persona 4 on this. Uh, we also, it's not the same thing because, first of all, animated video game movie adaptations Some of those have are a much good. better track those record. Are, yeah. like, those, those Street are... Fighter 2, the animated movie. Tight. Go watch it. It's the bomb. early Pokemon movies. It's bomb. Classic. Should have went triple. Um, we're talking about live action because live action is where we find all the Sturm and Drang, you know? I and took, Kyla Minogue as Cammy yeah. from Street Fighter. Yeah, it's just, yeah. you know, it's it's where all the gems are. <laughs> yes. Um, and I, I think that when people are, when gamers are working through the sad state of video game movie adaptations, um, even though I was sort of borrowing DX's point about, look, man, it's because the directors suck. I do think there are elements of, there are hints of a curse, right? Because it, it, the first video game movie live adaptation, right, is the Super Mario Brothers movie um, that came out in 93. And that shit is, that, I mean, that was a flop, right? That movie is a notoriously bad movie. I, I remember watching that movie on VHS. And I j the main thing I remember about the Super Mario Brothers live adaptation 
is the way they do King Koopa's hair in that movie is stressful to look at because it's the weird spiky thing they do on his head and it looks like his hair is filled with glue. It looks gross. <laughs> and it's my main memory of that movie. Um, and it's like the first, that's the first adaptation is this like notoriously horrible Super Mario movie. Um, which should have gets to what we were talking about in the previous episode, right? Of like, spoiler alert, Mario's not a real character. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of obvious. Maybe there's some creative potential there in yeah. him not being a real character and saying, okay, you can kind of go wild with this. But the idea of Mario and Luigi is such a thin, they're just sort of avatars. They're not really, even at a base level, there's no character there, right? It's, uh, yeah, exactly. Well, the thing is, like, it's just, you know, it's Mario TM. Like, it's, yeah. he, he has a, he has a soundboard. He doesn't actually have lines, you right. know? Right. It's a me. Uh, but he doesn't like have, you know, right. he, doubts he, and fears. He's more, and whatever. he's more Joel Santana than he is Cameron. Let's say that about Mario. And we wow. put respect on Joel's name. Wow. But it's not the same. He's, he's no killer, you know? Um, but the, I mean, the reason why I sort of ironically talk about like the golden age, right, is I think the main important thing in the 90s is the fighting game movies, is Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. And like that to me gets to what we were saying a moment ago about those movies, fighting game movies just in general, because fighting game movies are ridiculous, right? They always have the most ridiculous pretext for why are these random strangers getting together to fight each other in a street in Riyadh or whatever <laughs> is like, well, that's what you want. It's also like, I mean, like it's, it's also, you can sort of, like think about it in reverse where it's just kind of like think about the kind of people that would be meeting to throw hands in a place like this yeah. to fight to the mm -hmm. death. Mm -hmm. And I mean, any number of insane reasons could have got them there and it yeah. doesn't really matter like what they are because they will be believable because look at the fight that we're looking at right now. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I think that's the thing. I think there's a world in which we, we might have accepted that even though I think, like, man, I just remember when I was a kid watching with my cousin Ruffin. And my cousin Ruffin, by the way, is like, he's an actor. Um, he literally is a lead voice actor in Watch Dogs 2. And I have known wow. this dude since the crib. And I just remember us repeatedly watching the original Mortal Kombat movie on VHS. And to me, it's like that movie is it's a kind of movie where you're like, this movie sucks. Also, is it is great. Right. Everything about it is jank. But the fact that it's jank is is sort of what draws you to it. And there's a world in which video game movie adaptations like could have embraced that in a way that felt more. Um, purposeful and a bit more janky and daring and instead it feels like after the 90s video games tried to strike this sort of middle ground right like they kind of did the same thing that video games themselves started doing which is how can we be more plotty how can we sort of pick properties that are a bit more grounded and a bit more narrative and so you get stuff like Tomb Raider, right? You get stuff like Resident Evil. Those are the two main franchises, right, from the 2000s. Mm -hmm. And those are the franchises where, I mean, what's the other stuff? It's Doom. Well, the, yeah, there's Doom. There's Hitman. Uh, <laughs> there was there, Silent there was Hill. The, the, there was Silent Hill. There was the literal game called Gamer with Gerard Butler in it. Um, which I mean, like, as far as I know, wasn't actually based on anything. Uh, what else was there? Max Payne, Max Payne, Max Payne, yeah, feels Max, Payne. Max Payne is important. Um, um, uh, Mark Wahlberg, Max Payne. I, what, okay, what are the things I think in the 2000s, right? Because you get this striving for more grounded stuff, but also kind of wanting to do the you know, the actually popular video game titles, everything has this quality. All the 2000s movies have this quality of like, they're, they're glorified TV movies. Well, right? yeah, they're, they're just like, you know, alternately beige and slate gray, you know? 
Like Which is also a thing that happened in video games in the 2000s, yes, to be clear. Yeah, yes. It's like the Metal Gear Solid 3-ization. Or it's like Resident Evil 4 is that too, right? Where everything... What what was going on in the 2000s where everything became beige? I don't know. Well, it, like, you know, it's the, like, it's... It's the Middle East filter, like that they started yeah, putting. Yeah, the Syriana filter. Yeah, the mm. Syriana filter. Yeah, mm. and it's just kind of like this indicates that we are far from the place that we once knew and then low on supplies. Yeah, that is that's, that's basically a good point. Yeah. You're right because it's the Syriana filter. It's the Three Kings filter. You're right. It's mm-hmm. it's yeah maybe okay that's fair that explains it. Um. This is what I would mark as the low point of video game movie adaptations, right? Because it feels like it. Well, actually, you know what? That's not fair because like the Syriana filter is definitely the later part of the decade going into like, you know, the 2010s. Like because the okay. 2000s, yeah, the 2000s you're right, you're right. is more like, you know, a boardroom, a, you know, member of the brass staring at like a giant screen saying, my God, you know, like yeah. there's always <laughs> one of those people in the trailer. Yeah. Like that was the era. That was that era of video game movies, like kind of following like the like nineties political thriller that then became like the, that, which then like worked itself into the existential threat action movie. Like, yeah. 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 They all kind of had that vibe. But do do any of the two thousands movies strike you as like I don't know? Do you think fondly about any of them? You're the hitman correspondent. I'm not like I, the thing is is that like I don't th- see it's not so much that I think fondly of them as like I have like a familiarity like I have a familiarity with them because they were just on TV all the time. Like they're just yeah. It's just these are they're like distinctly TV movies that don't feel right if they're not broken up by commercials. Like you can't actually you can't strap in and weather the the try hard seriousness of the Hitman movie like from beginning to end, even though it's less than two hours. Like what about Doom? I've never seen the Doom movie from the 2000s. Right, yeah. The Doom movie is uh, The Rock and Carl Urban and Rosamund Pike in like a weird subterranean and, you know, possibly trans-dimensional laboratory where people are messing around with some alien spore stuff and, you know, like now there's a 28 Days Later situation going on. It's like The Rock without without Sean Connery and Nick Cage, but with the rock and much dumber and uh, lower budget. Damn. Damn. Yeah. And that kind of, well, the lower budget element is where I think the reputation of, of video game movie adaptations being bad sets in. Right. Cause I mean, what's happening at the same time, like meanwhile, what's happening with comic book movies, right? Like when is like, when does the dark Knight come out? When does Batman Begins come out? Yeah, that's the thing. Batman like, Begins comes out in 2000? 2000? 2000? Is it that early? Hold on. 2005. Yeah, yeah. 2005. Okay, okay. That's okay. 2005, yeah. Um, so you have... that. Like, that's what's going on with comic book movies. So you got... On one hand, you have... I mean, I guess it's, you know, the casting. Like, Max Payne is Mark Wahlberg, right? Yeah. So that's, like a, that's you know, that's some level of aspiration to make your 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 video game movie adaptation a thing but it's just you watch the stuff that comic book movies start to do to quote unquote elevate the material <laughs> in the 2000s and it just doesn't it, it's so far outpaces what tomb raider and max Payne and silent hill and certainly resident evil are doing at that point um and like video like the the, the video game movies in retrospect, not like I mean, like if you're watching them now, they feel campier <laughs> because yeah. it's just kind of like there's no way that they could have been serious about making like something dramatic and moving or whatever. Like Especially they had to know the Resident was, Evil movies. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. Like they had to. There's just like a sense that they had to have been on. You have to be Mila Jovovich had to have been in on the joke. Yeah. Yes. And then what? You get to the two thousand. You get to the past decade, right? And I don't know. You were talking about watching Sonic. 
I mean, people it's generally a like Sonic, movie. right? Yeah, no, but the thing that like people, ju- it's a children's movie. We're ta- please understand. We're talking we are, about children's movies. Like it yeah. is, it's like some of these games were rated M, but you had, you know, you were playing them when you were however young and like the movies are for the people that were playing the games and they're kids. Like, and the Sonic movie, I mean, like, it's like, it's more so like the video game movies that are like, quote unquote, good or like less bad than the, than, you know, the rest of their ilk are like just genre movies that happen to be about video game. Yeah. Characters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that definitely is what happens toward the end of the Resident Evil movies. Right. And I, I think mm-hmm. again, in the 2010s, I think there's more, there's more people coming around to the idea that these movies are good or can be good if you take them on their terms, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to if you try to, if you just are constantly holding them to the standard of video game movies need to hurry up and become the Dark Knight, right? <laughs> right. But for video games. So, like, I think, yeah, I think by the time you get to the 2010s, people, you can watch the Resident Evil movies and just be like, Listen, Mila Jovovich does a thing in these movies, and it's a good thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like yeah, we, we, you know, we fucking with it. It's not we, broken. We're not trying to fix it. It's just yeah. like it is, is yeah. And then you start getting sporadic successes, right? Like you get first of all, you have Warcraft. Warcraft is randomly. I feel like Warcraft is the biggest movie in the history of the Chinese box office. Randomly, Warcraft, the World of Warcraft movie. Uh, <laughs> You get, I think the the later two Tomb Raider movies, right? Which I think people generally like. You get Detective Pikachu. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, nah, what you think about Detective Pikachu? You said you had some trepidation in your voice just there. No, nah, I have trepidation. I mean, like it's. I mean, I don't have anything to add about Detective Pikachu. Why would you ask me to 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 further, like you know, elaborate on that? I, I mean, <laughs> what is yo, that? Yo, but that what you just said there, right? Like that's kind of the thing with video game movies. After a point, is that comic you, movies? You know what it is? No, no, I got this right because it's like comic book movies. <laughs> if you know how sometimes like we'll talk about Wandavision. Uh, we'll, t- we'll talk about some comic book movie thing, and I get really. Def- I'll be like, "Look, I don't want to praise this too much." Our whole Wandavision conversation, exactly, is about exactly, this. exactly. It's like it's like it's you like know like that you, if you say I like Wandavision, it's gonna be like you're gonna oh. have to you're gonna have to talk about it forever. Now, if you do it, if you're gonna have to talk about it forever, and then there are going to be like hundreds more like it. Like it's just it's right. Whereas if you tell somebody you like Detective Pikachu. No one is going to ask you to elaborate on what the hell you are talking about. You know what I mean? It's no one's yeah. ever going to ask you to elaborate on. Oh, say more about uh, Resident Evil Afterlife. Yeah, say um, <laughs> you like, know like, what does this know, mean for the for the Resident Evil universe? Yeah, you know? what is well, the Resident Evil multiverse? What does <laughs> you know? What does uh, you know Resident Evil Extinction tell us about? Uh, Chainsaw Man and Resident Evil 5. <laughs> <laughs> what is there's just not, like, there's just, there, there really just is no attention economy around around video game movies. Right. Like, and this, it's kind of, yeah. It's kind of the curse of why you kind of can't you can't really hope that video game movies ever have their dark night moment just because it's like it would ruin it. It would just ruin it. Because they it would, would become ruin the enti- yeah. It would they'd become homework in the same way that comic book movies have become. And then you would have a Resident Evil multiverse and Albert Wesker would be alive in some multiverses, but then oh he would Oh my be- god. We'd have like a like an uh like, you know, an eight episode limited series of like, you know, the Wesker story from <laughs> Being Netflix is literally one doing of, this. Yeah, exactly. Be, yeah, oh my god. Like being one of, you know many people that like the like the the head of the Wesker Foundation called Wesker and being the best of the Weskers and you know what that must have done to him psychologically. 
Except for the fact that it's just like, you know, decides that it's arch horror in episode five and then in episode seven, it decides that it's going to, oh yeah, that's right. We kind of need to tell the story now. And then they wrap it up in episode eight, setting up the next limited series where, um, you know, the, the, we, we delve into the next part of the anthology, which is something else. Notice how I have never played a Resident Evil game and I've never watched a Resident Evil movie, but I had like, you know, just. It's low commitment. You, without you, that's looking. The thing. You, without you're not going to be like, oh, how many, what, what are the 20 Marvel movies I have to watch before I start watching WandaVision? You don't have to do that with video game movies. That is the charm. I'm telling you. Um, And you like. Sonic, right? So Sonic generally, I think, is the most recent thing, right? And mm-hmm. Sonic generally is like pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. That's where we are in the state of. And then we're gonna get Mortal Kombat. And Mortal Kombat, like the best thing I can hope for Mortal Kombat is that it will be a bad movie in a way that I enjoy, as opposed to it's like, come on, you saw the trailer. There's no way that you think that that movie is going to attempt to be serious. No, that's like, what I mean. It's like yeah. the best thing you hope for is that this movie is going to be yeah, ridiculous be in exactly the, yeah, yeah, in I, the way that the first Mortal Kombat movies were, right? Exactly. And, the, exactly. and that because those movies were dumb as hell, you remember them. You remember the scenes from them. You remember the one shot of Kano eating a giant chicken leg in, <laughs> at that long ass table. In Mortal Kombat, which I think that was the first one. Oh my you know, god, that's the essence. That's you gotta. You know, we need more. We need more of like the sense of the miraculous in everyday life. Like you know, the frozen blood dagger that was in the trailer. If you can give me like five moments like that in the movie, I'll be happy. Yeah, um, but all that to say that, at least in my mind, video games don't need to be more like movies it, we need to find a way to make the movies more like video games <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my take on all this uh micah were we to make such a movie we can do this individually because we're going to disagree about uh-huh. how to go about it uh-huh. you know like what do you want to see make the thing you want to see in the world make the thing that no one else is making already. Okay, listen, I don't exactly, you know, you always do some shit like that and put me on the spot. Like I got to solve the music, the, the movie industry in the next 15 seconds. Um, but I do actually have an idea this time that might actually be sound. Like one that, you know, if you're an exec listening, this is honestly for free. Get Justin Curzo to do the last of us movie like last of us is already a movie we talked about that but like you know it being as scripted as a video game as it is and it having like its own like involved story and sort of its own um visual grammar and color palette like i feel like having watched curzel's macbeth adaptation and the you know, first hour and 17 minutes of the true history of the Kelly gang after which it like just became like impossible for me to keep dredging on. If he has something that already like has its own script and story and he can just kind of do visual variations and shit off of that, I think it'll be really entertaining, maybe even good. So yeah, that is my one idea. About that this. is your wish. That is your wish. I I was thinking about this prospect earlier. And I, I don't know. I thought of Lars von Trier because I was like, okay, I would want to see somebody do a live action, like Hollywood or Western style, I should say. Because again, we're, we're acknowledging that there are animated adaptations of things and that there are Japanese live action adaptations of things. And I think if you're in... Japanese live action adaptations of video games and anime have like a particular style and tradition that's just a, a different topic. But if we're talking about the sort of big, expensive Western type thing, I kept thinking of like Melancholia and how it's like, okay, Lars von Trier, if you threw Lars von Trier at um, Nocturne, which I played recently, right? And Nocturne is post-apocalyptic Tokyo and you're 
you know, you're a, a young man who has been transformed by Lucifer into the demi fiend, right? <laughs> and all it's like you are protected from the the apocalypse in Tokyo because you're in this hospital, and it's like you and a few friends from your class of oh, the survivors, the human survivor. Well, you're not human anymore; you're the demi fiend. But you have your, you know, your human companions that are your friends from school. And through the course of post-apocalyptic t- uh, Tokyo, where the world is being remade anew, basically all your friends kind of become assholes. <laughs> and they, they start to, like, develop their theory of how the world should be made anew. And it all involves, like, really antisocial, just really misanthropic. You know, I want to become God, and so, so you're it's the like demi- Devil Man Cry Baby, but like yeah, but it's like you got to kill your friends. Like that's a game about you. <laughs> in the world, the world is at the edge of death, and you kind of have to track down and kill all of your friends because oh. they've gone crazy. That sounds um, really serpentine in a really fun way. Yeah, I want to see that, especially because I think the way the story of Nocturne is told when you're playing it is not great. To me, it's like, I need somebody to adapt this in a way where it's... I love playing the game, but it, it's one of those things where it's it's a walk and chew gum situation, theoretically, but it actually is hard to walk and chew gum while playing that game. Like, I cannot follow the plot while, while trying to sort of master the mechanics and all the menus of it. So, I don't know. Or somebody should direct the Persona game. Like, I like the fact that, like, Nocturne and the Persona games, they're about demons. And, you know, it's the RPG trope of, and in the end, you f- you kill God. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, want, I want the movie that, on the one hand, the first half, the director has to be somebody who's good at directing kids in a high school. But they also have to be good and at directing the, the part where the kids the, kill God. Be, and then the, <laughs> the second half of the movie just needs to be directed by Seth Rogen. Yes. <laughs> and then yeah. they kill God. And um, then they kill God. Um, yeah, I feel like that's... And again, at no point in that treatment do I need anybody to take the material that seriously. I, I don't need Chris Nolan dancing in all in the videos. That's not what I'm asking for. I just want some silliness. Um, I stand by my point about the Mortal Kombat trailer. It's not sexy enough. The thing is, you know what it is? Mortal Kombat characters are too veiny. They just it's too many veins. Like I was watching. Like even <laughs> wow. if you look at the actual, you know how the mo- the most recent Mortal Kombat games, like the story modes, right? Like I, I was watching some footage. I was just I was watching somebody who was trying to give a summary of the actual story mode plot for like one of the Mortal Kombat game tournaments. It might've been like 2011 Mortal Kombat or something. And I'm just looking at those character models and I'm like, dog, everybody chest muscles look all fucked up. Like I'm sure, (laughs) you know, I'm sure you're strong, but at what cost? I'm like, okay. So you're, so your knock against Mortal Kombat is that the character models are too vascular. Like the like yeah. is 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 it really is like, it look more at so that like look they at, don't look have look like they like they're more so like the character models of like EA sports games rather than like fighting games like there's not enough variety or is it you like, know I don't know what a damn EA sports game character looks like and I've never owned an EA sports game what do you mean draw the contrast for me Padawan I mean. I guess it's uh, you. This is like another one. Of, like I just feel like this is another one of your hangups with around. You know, I don't come to video games for, you know, a sense of reality. Where like the the, the character models and and Mortal Kombat are like slightly too lifelike, so yeah. as to make them, to make like the the fatalities and the finish moves even more off putting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I do. Th- you're right, because the general theme in my thinking about a lot of things is I think realism or naturalism is bad, right? I think generally it's overused. I think it's overprioritized in a lot of things, movies, video games, what have you. I will say, though, it's more... When I think of the difference between Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, I mean, maybe Tekken also. You put Tekken in the sort of Mortal Kombat column. It's really about the fact of, like... It's the difference between how a boxer is built versus how a bodybuilder is built. You know what I mean? Like boxers are strong, but like they, they you look at a boxer's physique and the, and then you compare it to like a bodybuilder and a bodybuilder looks ridiculous, right? They look 
like uh, arguably a different life form. <laughs> Whereas like a boxer, <laughs> a boxer, like a professional boxer is someone who's much stronger than you. But you look at them and you're like, yeah, that's a human body. Right. Mm, right. A bodybuilder is like too far away from what your body will ever look like. Is the I thing. get what you're and saying. To me, that's I what Tekken and Mortal Kombat characters look like. It's just like nobody with those muscles would be fighting anybody because they they you got too many obliques. Yeah, yeah, you got you like, got too many obliques. You got you be you in got... the hospital fighting like that. <laughs> that's <laughs> fucked up. You got all sorts of protein issues. I don't know. I don't like looking at it. I'm sorry. Um, we made our we listeners workshop. Please respond to our prompt. God damn it. Uh, workshop your own movie, your own director. Email us. Tell us what you want to see. Tell us whether you think our general theories of this episode as loosely as they've been articulated are correct. Go watch DX Fan 619's video about this. Why video game movies suck on YouTube. Um, I don't know. I think about this a lot. I think about video game movies a lot. And I, I frankly, yeah, I think more, it's just, I think of them more fondly than I think of comic movies. Even though, again, I think the best comic book movies, you know, are things that I, I can easily concede are better than the best video game movies for sure. Right. You know how much sure. I fucking talk about the Dark Knight Rises. Like, uh, yeah. You know? <laughs> like, I get it. It's just that I, I, to bring it back to what we were talking about last episode about characters and stuff, it's just like the, it's video game characters are different. They have a different creative potential than if you're adapting something from a comic book or a novel, right? It's just like so much video game setup is it's just proud nonsense. You're never gonna make the what is it the netherworld, outer world, underworld tournament in Mortal. That's never gonna make strict sense. It should never make strict sense. And anybody who's gonna shoot that, you know? Yeah, where are you gonna shoot it? Where are you gonna shoot it? Borneo? Where are you <laughs> like what is this? You know what I mean? And it's sort of any anyone adapting that um has to be the kind of person who knows that you're never gonna make it. Make don't sense. attempt to yeah, don't try to bring it back down to earth. Don't do that. That's ridiculous. Exactly. That's folly. It's ludicrous. Preposterous. Sound only pod at gmail.com. I'm Justin Charity. And I'm Micah Peters. We'll see y'all next week.